The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Welcome into Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. We are presented by BetMGM. It is Tuesday, June 13th. Great to have you with us, Brendan Glasheen, Charlie Disturco, and Tanner McGrath is with us today, both at Action Network, of course. You can find these guys in the Action app. They're always betting on baseball. And if you're listening, that's probably what you're doing, too. So thanks for stopping by. Uh, we are with you every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday during the season. Just a quick programming note. We won't be here on Monday, June 19th, a federal holiday that we observe at Action, so we will not be recording on Monday. So we will talk to you Friday and then next Tuesday again. So it's like the old days. We did the show just Tuesdays and Fridays, but we've added the extra day on most Mondays. If you would not mind, please leave uh, a five-star rating or, or a rating. That's fine too, I guess. And uh, subscribe to the podcast. We appreciate it. You folks have been awesome this season. Uh, Charlie kept the chair warm yesterday. Thanks, Charles. Uh, hey. Good job. And the Oakland Athletics won. So, I mean, it's like a two-for-two two day of just great. I, I, I'm i hosting. I, I might just have to host every single time from now on, Brendan. They might never lose. 15-game uh, slate tonight, real quick. I know we hate going back in time, but wait a minute. So, they played Tampa. What was the line on Oakland? Uh, I, I didn't check yesterday. Plus 220. 220. Yeah, plus 220. Yeah, I mean, they, this is their sixth straight win, and they were, yeah. uh, they, they've were they probably been no less than 170 uh, on the money line every single time. So I, I've – of course, been too afraid to pull every single time. I've done it once or twice, but don't they have their um their protest game? Or their something? protest game is today. They're they're that, filling up the stadium. That has to, to be an auto bet, right? That has I, the A's have to be an auto. Well, bet. I've been thinking about it. And Yanni Torinos is getting the bulk of the innings. I was thinking about that. Sorry, Brendan, we're oh, derailing the his, conversation. No, no, no. This luck, is perfect. I mean, we're just getting right into the performance five days ago too. That's I a, know. yeah, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, now, yeah, now, we're, now we're potentially betting the Athletics today. So. All because Brendan just mentioned – actually, I mentioned it, but you can always – No, I did. I, I asked who they played. I saw the score. They were playing t- – I didn't I didn't check the lines yesterday. It's, I was out and about, so. Yes, um, it's currently minus – plus 180 Oakland Athletics at BetMGM, uh, yes. over under eight and a half. Yeah, and J- I think Tampa's going with J- Beeks as an opener today, and then Hogan Harris uh, 
is on the mound who has been ERA yes. six and a half. Um, great. So we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. With the ACE, but of course we just had to dive right in on, on Oakland. Um, <laughs> it's the new thing you got to tune into. Are we betting the Oakland A's or fading them? Now it's become, are we betting them because they've won six in a row. We always start the show though with best bets. Charlie, you can go first. What do you got for us today? Big slate. <laughs> Yeah, taking the over eight and a half, uh, San Francisco, St. Louis. Uh, it's up to nine at a lot of places right now. So if you can't grab that eight and a half, grab that nine. I'm still fine with that. Alex Cobb against Jack Flaherty. If you look at Alex Cobb, he's been a pitcher I've been trying to fade over the last few weeks. His actual ERA, a run lower than expected, a barrel rate of 7.1%, which is his highest since 2020. And he's also allowed the, his lowest or highest expected batting average, expected slugging, and hard hit rate since that time. So it's just a, a pitcher that's not really generating as much success as you would expect, but he's been using an 81.6 left on base rate and timely ground balls to get out of plenty of jams. So I'm looking to fade Alex Cobb against a St. Louis offense that's top 10 in every single metric against right-handed pitching, 6th in WRC plus ninth in Woba, ninth in isolated power. And then opposite him, Jack Flaherty, we've talked about him plenty of times on the podcast early on fading him. Most recently, he's really shored up his hard hit rate and barrel rate. But his biggest issue is control. He's got a 13.2% walk rate, and he's in the bottom 10% of all pitchers in chase rate. So players are not really swinging out of the zone on him. It's just a matter of whether or not he can generate enough soft contact to really uh, you know, limit damage. I think this is a sell spot for him. You look at his last few starts, 18 and a third innings pitch, 16 hits, seven walks, but just two runs. So plenty of base runners, just no success following suit. He's got his second worst bow rate of his career. And the cherry on top is the wind is blowing out double digits in 80 degree temperature at this ballpark. And then based on a 27 game sample size, Roto Grinders Weather Edge has a plus 36.3% increase in home runs and 10.1% increase in runs. So I like the over here. Both teams had to throw some of their better arms yesterday, specifically San Francisco, Tyler Rogers and Doval both threw nearly 20 plus pitches. So they might not be around for this game. Despite both bullpens ranking in the top 10, I think starters will struggle and and with the wind blowing out against these two offenses, San Francisco top five in WRC plus against right-handed pitching. Both are setting up for success tonight. Didn't Ryan uh, Helsley go down too? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. He's, I mean, they're, they're the, the, the Cardinals bullpen is starting to get taxed. I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, yeah. Helsley's uh, on the IL. Gallegos yeah. is still there. Palante just pitched yesterday. And you get you always get a hit or miss with Jordan Hicks if he can locate the, the zone. So, you know, with, without Halsey and and with the 50-50 balls of the back end of the bullpen. And San Francisco crushes righties, so. Yeah, I really like that look, Charlie. All right, Cardinals are, are kind of falling apart, right? They uh, But that division is just still such a mess that they... Yeah, a lot of it's pitching. A lot of their pitchers right. are not great. Their bullpen blows a lot of leads. The offense is is fine. I mean, like, they, they've been fine. They lost last night in a nail-biter, but... I think they're going to score some runs here against uh, Alex Cobb, who's pitching way above expectation. Okay. And the Cardinals, this is more of a criticism of them. They've been more of an under team lately. They've been uh, falling under the totals, most totals in baseball, what, eight range, eight to 10 runs every night. So uh, they've been more of an under team lately, but uh, we'll see. Maybe the the Giants are due to get beat up a bit, um, their pitching staff. All right, very good. So we got Cardinals, Giants, over eight and a half runs. 
You, would you play it at nine? I'm sorry, yeah. you said that already. Yeah, okay. no, I played at nine up to like one ten, one fifteen. I think I think that this this might be a juice nine by the end of it, especially with the the wind that's coming out to right field, and the Giants are a lefty heavy lineup, so that's a positive for them. Excellent. All right, Tanner, what's up? What do you got for best bet? So I preach this a lot on the Action Network channels. Um, the Orioles are a great team with monster holes in their rotation. Dean Creamer is one of them, a replacement level back-end innings eater, 6.2 expected ERA. His fastball velocity is actually up. Um, his stuff numbers are a little better, but he hasn't fixed what's arguably the worst batted ball profile in baseball. The Jays are starting Chris Bassett. I, I'm not a fan of him. I don't think anyone at this company is. I don't know what kind of magic voodoo spell he has going on that allows him to pitch um, – Nine shutout against the Braves, seven shutout against the Pirates and Yankees, eight shutout against the Mets and the Astros. Uh, maybe it's the league best defense that's behind him. The Jays lead the league in defensive run save this year. Um, maybe it's the added sinker and sweeper. Whatever, I can buy into the voodoo magic for one start. Especially because in a matchup between right-handed pitchers, I pretty much always give the advantage to the Jays, the hard-hitting Blue Jays. Um, they're second WRC plus against the side over the last month. Only them in Texas have a... WRC plus over 120 during the stretch. Boba Shett is outstanding. Um, I'm starting to believe he might be like the best hitter in baseball. Leads the league in hits, but he swings out of his shoes every single time. I, it looks like you're watching Joey Gallo, but he has like the same average as Yandy Diaz. It's crazy. Anyways, the O's are le closer to league average during the same time frame by their offensive metrics. Um, and I'm willing to back Bassett in front of the Jays defense and behind the Jays offense against wow. Reamer. I'm taking the Blue Jays first five money line. I believe right now it's minus 150 at that MGM. That's probably my limit. Anything under there better is good. Okay. Minus 140 right now. Minus 140. Great. Wow. Yeah. Bassett walk rate is up. Hard hit rate is up from previous years. Um, I've got those numbers right here. He's at, let's see, his hard hit rate is at 35%, which is up from his last, one of his last years in Oakland. Walk rates at about 8%, his worst since 2019. Charlie, you got a thought on this? Chris Bassett. Uh, and I love I love how uh, Tanner brings up how every Action Network, we just we, we swarm to these people. We have our people. Our well, Bassett is a – he's definitely a fade candidate, but I, I, you still have to give him a significant advantage over Creamer. I mean, the guy is – he's yeah. a replacement-level starter. Bassett, at least – I bet he's a, what, a 1.5 war pitcher this year or something. Okay. A lot of it, I mean, Bassett has such a deep arsenal. He can throw eight pitches, I believe it is. So, like, if one pitch is not working, he can always throw another. The only one he needs working is the location of his sinker because that's the one he throws 40% of the time. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't hate this look here. Uh, I'm not laying the juice, but, I like, Dean Kramer is one of those guys that – or Kramer or whatever. He, he's, I, he's a fade candidate for sure. I've tried to fade him almost every start in the last, like, month. He gives up yep. incredibly hard hits and against this – Blue Jays lineup, uh, it's not a great recipe for success. And also, uh, like Cedric Mullins is still on the injured list. Uh, I believe Mountcastle might return, but he was out with an illness on, uh, on was it Friday, and he still hasn't come back. Yep. So he's been day to day. So uh, if he if he's also out, which I mean he's worse against right handed pitching, but it's just the, the if if the Orioles are missing some of their key bats, uh, it's it's never really great recipe for success so I, I i like the look toward bassett i wouldn't i don't know about the full game which is why i like tanner's look at the first five i do think bassett's a better pitcher than kremer by uh by a large margin 
I I give the I definitely give the bullpen advantage to the Orioles. It's hard to fade. It's hard to fade that ball. Like yeah, Cano and, and also, Cano and Bautista um, are are incredible. And also like Romano on the road uh, is not a guy that I really look to back. All right, moving on. Excellent. Uh, let's find out if we're going to fade the public. Today we are looking at Dodgers White Sox. This is a game on ESPN Plus. If you are subscribed, Tony Gonsolin on the mound for the Dodgers at home. They are facing the Chicago White Sox with Lance Lynn. The White Sox, they have they have they turned a corner. White Sox are plus 180 on the money line tonight. Dodgers minus 225 per our action network pro account section. Uh, the pro portion of the app, you can see that 92% of the bets, 89% of the money is coming in on the Dodgers. The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? Tanner, I'll go to you first. Because you are actually backing Los Angeles. You're riding with the people in in some fashion. What do you got? Yeah, it's uh it's hip to be square. It's hip to be square. It's hip to be square. It's pretty obvious <laughs> that when you get a matchup um, between two right-handed starting pitchers, you can safely bet the Dodgers and fade the White Sox. Right-handed pitching has been the Dodgers better slit split for five straight years. It's been the White Sox worst split in for the same time frame. This season, the Dodgers are fourth in WRC plus against righties. White Sox are 28th. It's like a 30% different in run creation, um, you know, compared to league average. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, White Sox starting pitcher Lance Lynn has imploded on himself. The stuff plus on his four scene fastball was 113 during the COVID year. It's 90 this season. Opposing hitters are slugging 650 off the pitch. And when his four seam isn't working, it trickles down to his other two fastballs, uh, the cutter and sinker. You know, he, he throws those three fastballs, I think, 90% of the time. And when his top one isn't working, the rest of his arsenal is trash. It's easy to see that his ERA is approaching seven, and his expected ERA is approaching five and a half. Ooh. Conversely, I'm not really sure what I uh, make of Tony Gosselin yet. Um, he's overperforming his peripherals. Um, his stuff numbers are, are fine. I, I don't know if I have... Over 40 innings. I'm not sure if we've reached a large enough sample size that I really can make a full judgment on him. I am worried about a strikeout minus walk rate, which is dipped below 10%, and that usually stabilizes before other stats. But his bad ball profile looks fine. And I'll take Gonsolin if it means I can fade Lynn and the White Sox against a righty. I don't want any part to do with the Dodgers bullpen. I like the Dodgers' first five run line, minus a half run. That is minus 135 at BetMGM, I believe. Um, Brendan, if you can double check that, anything minus 150 or better is good. Minus 135. That is correct. Thank you. That's great. Cool. Lance Lynn, not great. Tony Gonsolin, Charlie, is a guy that we've talked about in the past. He had an unbelievable year, outperformed all the expectation numbers last year. As Tanner brought up, 40 innings plus now in the season, only four home runs allowed. You mentioned some of the concerns about him, but with Lance Lynn on the other side, do you want to take Los Angeles as well and ride with the people? No, I am not taking a side on here. I actually lean over, if anything. Uh, I don't really need to harp on Lance Lynn too much more than Tanner has. He's just pretty horrific this year and i think he's starting to enter dallas keichel territory where it's just he's not he can't he can't figure it out i don't know if it's the whole the the weight thing with the pitch clock and if those are the guys that struggle because lance and manoa who's now in triple a both heavier set guys that have struggled tremendously this season with the institution of the pitch clock and we've talked about this plenty of times on the podcast and and gonsolin is is a pitcher that like tanner said he out 
pitches expectations a lot. Uh, his ex- ERA is over two runs higher than actual. I have been looking to fade him plenty of times recently. Uh, and like he's on my radar as far as every time a matchup comes across my plate and he's pitching, I look to fade him or take an over at some capacity. So I lean over here. I may actually end up playing it. I have to look at the weather conditions around game time and the lineups that come out. It's always scary to back a White Sox lineup that Tanner's mentioned against righties. They're, you know, bottom five in baseball and WRC plus. So it's always scary to do that. Uh, but I mean, I, th- I think that the Dodgers can easily put up five, six runs on Lance Lynn here. And then it's just a matter of Tony Gonsolin being a lockbox or not, which DeBondo has also often talked about being able to outpitch expectations given his pitch mix and everything altogether. But I am concerned about Gonsolin in the long run. Dodgers team total over. Minus, uh, four and a half runs is at minus 140. Five and a half is plus 120. Those potentially interested. I read, yeah, Alec Manoa got called down. That's not a surprise. But uh, I saw that he went to, he not only, so now he's in AAA, but he went down to the rookie level Florida Complex League yeah. first. Oh, crap. Total, total reset. That's, yeah, that's all I got. He, he needs a total reset of everything. Yeah, it's crazy to see the 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 fall that he had from all star to not even being able to like, right. get out of first inning. It's eleven months ago he was pitching in the all star game, mic'd up, and it was great. I mean, I I know people have thoughts on the mic'd up players thing during real actual regular season games, but in the exhibition setting, he was electric. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it, I think it's the pitch clock. I I I truly think that the pitch clock has messed with him and and even Lance Lynn to a degree. And and there are plenty of pitchers that if you look at have struggled this year about compared to past years because of this institution of the pitch clock. Uh, but like we said, I mean, Manoa can't get out of the first or second inning sometimes. And and Lance Lynn is with his fastball, just which is his main pitch. If his location goes a little bit or he's not he's getting hit hard on it, the rest of his pitch mix is just, is this uh, you could tee off on like a, with the driver and hit 480. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll see if Alec Benoit is back and if Lance Lynn is going to join him soon. D- Dallas Keuchel, that is that's dark stuff. Um, if 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 it is Dallas Keuchel, like we'll have to bring Colin Witcher. I mean, back. like if you like five innings, five runs, four innings, eight runs. Then he had three innings, six innings, one run against the Tigers. Six innings, two runs against the Royals, and then you go to an act- then five innings, seven runs. Then five innings, six and a third, four runs against the Rays. Five innings, four runs against the Blue Jays. Five innings, five runs against the Phillies. Four and a third, eight runs against the Giants. I mean, there's. He doesn't, he doesn't, he never pitches shutouts. And then, and then you're getting the Dodgers lineup that crushes right-handed hitting, right-handed pitching. I mean, it's not, it's not great. I like, I like the Dallas comparison a lot. Yeah, it, it's entering that way. Yeah. He's getting up there in age and and every time they trot him out, it's just like, all right, please don't give up more than five runs. Like that's, yeah. that's what you're hoping for at this point. You don't, they don't have many other options. Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. 
only. Must be 21 or older to wager. 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from ensuance. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Okay, let's go to our favorite underdogs for Tuesday. Of course, it's a big slate. Everyone's playing, so let's find out if we've got uh, a dog we like. We'll start with Charlie. Uh, where's my dog? Uh-huh, there's my dog. Yeah, I like the Los Angeles Angels to win their second straight against Texas here. Jaime Berea is on the mound, and he's been incredible this season, a 97th percentile in average exit velocity and hard hit rate. He's limiting barrels and seeing his strikeout rate drop 7%. He's really just been a completely different pitcher than in years past, and he's throwing his four-seam and changeup a lot more. His sinker last made some changes, and it's really paid off. And honestly – he might even be uh, some negative luck in his in store too, because he's got a 66.3 left on base rate. So you look at all his metrics, he's in the top 10% of all pitchers in expected ERA. He's really throwing the ball well. And the Rangers, they had to scratch John Gray. So they're most likely going with Cody Bradford, but he's in Arlington. They haven't really said anything yet, but I would expect him to at least get the start for Texas. And if not, and it's a bullpen game, that's even better in this circumstance, because if, Anyone watched last night's game? The Angels and Rangers played an extra inning game in a bloodbath of like just so many pitches. Teams didn't die. The batters were taking every pitcher deep into the counts. So both bullpens are taxed. The Angels, I give the edge to both in the long run and as far as depth goes. And when you look at Bradford, yeah, he has a 182 ERA in AAA over 10 starts, but he's got an 84% left on base rate. 
a lower lower than a 30% ground ball rate and an XFIT that's 5.79. So a lot of concerning peripherals for Bradford, who has had success in the minors, but then has come up to the majors with a 7-2 ERA and almost two home runs per nine. The Angels crush left-handed pitching. Uh, they, they've done it all year. They're top 10 in WRC plus and just about every other metric against left-handed pitching. So I think that the offenses are kind of about even here. I think the bullpen edge goes slightly to, to LA, Texas. They're in the bottom five in XFIP. And then the starting pitching matchup, I think Barria has the edge. So I don't see why they're not favored here. So I would take them at, I believe the best number right now is plus 120, maybe 115. I take it all the way down to even money. It's I, I have them favored in this game. I'm not seeing a line at BetMGM, I think because of the uncertainty or the it hasn't been confirmed about the starting pitcher. So uh, shop around everybody. And uh, if a line goes up for bet MGM, take a peek at what the deal is for uh, that game. But right now, as Charlie said, you look around angels are an underdog for tonight's game. Tanner underdog. You like for Tuesday. I was genuinely shocked. We are getting plus money to fade Jameson Tyon. Um, one thing you could say about him is that he never stops tinkering. Uh, he's working right now with three different fastballs and added sweeper, but whatever he's doing right now is not working. ERA north of seven expected ERA north of five and a half on pace for career highs in barrel rate and walk rate. Bad things tend to happen when you allow base runners and then barrels right after. And overall, I'm looking to fade the Cubs more generally, um, against right-handed pitching and over the past month, they're the only team batting under 200 with an OPS under 600 worse by WRC plus. They're 14 and 24 since the calendar flipped to May. Pirates are starting Luis Ortiz, whose underlying statistics and batted pro ball profile are more than questionable. But he's got a live arm, a, a near triple digit fastball with extension. Um, he's got a wipeout 70 grade slider that averages close to like 2,500 RPMs. He's the better pitcher by stuff, and he has a higher ceiling. And I think he could put together a half decent start against a flailing Cubs team. And sure, the Pirates were horrific in may um eight eight and 18 but i think they're starting to write the ship six and three in june behind a rebounding lineup 111 wrc plus during the month both bullpens have been brutal lately in full discretion i still trust david bednar and colin holderman more than mark leiter and Albert alzole i think bednar might be a, what a top two closer in the national league still i like the pittsburgh pirates i think they're plus 115 i'd take them at plus 105 or better all right, Chicago Cubs are bottom six in baseball and bullpen ERA. Pirates, I think that number is skewed because of how they performed early in the year, but they're still top half, but not last excellent. last two weeks to last month or so. Both are are bottom ten by expected fit and most metrics. But like I said, I I I still have trust in that um, in that Pirates core in the back end of games um, more so than I do with the Cubs. Okay, hey, a couple more final bets before we go. This is an opportunity for both guys to kind of riff and deliver what they might have in the app. So, Charlie, you can go first, then we'll go to Tanner, and we'll we'll get out of here. And I have a one more for the road. Under in San Diego, Cleveland, uh, seven and a half right now. I got it at eight. It might head back up that way, but if not, um, I would take the under seven and a half for the first five under. Musgrove is a positive regression candidate, uh, 310 expected ERA versus 436 actual. His 212 expected batting average is lowest since the COVID year. He's really putting it all together. He struggled early on in the season because he came back from injury where he had a weightlifting accident and, and ended up sitting out for the beginning of the start. So struggled, and now he's 
you know, pitching a lot better. 17 in the third inning of three-run ball uh, over his last three with just two earned runs, 13 hits, 17 strikeouts. So we're seeing the strikeout rate jump back to normal. We're seeing him limit hard contact. So altogether with him throwing his slider less and his fastball and change up more, he's having a lot more success. And I think that that's going to continue here against Cleveland, who's 26th in WRC plus against right-handed pitching. They're really just a disastrous offense in general. And then Tanner Bybee, mainly a two-pitch pitcher, fastball slider, stuff plus both over 100 mid threes as far as ERA goes and most advanced metrics, wherever you look, above average in expected batting average, slugging, walk rate. His biggest issue is is as the innings progress and it, he goes second and third time through the order, he becomes a little bit more hittable. But until the sixth inning, his ERA is three and a half or lower in every inning, especially in the early going. It's it's below two. So I think Cleveland will give him a quick hook if he begins to run into trouble here against San Diego. San Diego also 19th in WRC plus against right-handed pitching. So they're also not great. Wind's blowing in about six miles an hour. And I think San Diego ends up winning this game. So they're home. So that's another three outs that they don't have to get. And and so we're, I really like the under here in this game. I think both pitchers fare up for some success. And in a close game, which is what I expect, both bullpens should be able to get the job done and keep the lead close. And then, uh, you know, it's not a podcast with Tanner McGrath without mentioning the fish. I'm actually fading them here. George Kirby, I'm buying low on him. He's got elite command. His peripherals are much stronger than you would think. He's a middle, the top of the middle rotation arm that's short up on his barrel rate a season ago. He's not generating as many swings and misses, which is a bit of a concern, but he is above average in chase rate. So when he is able to locate his pitches, He's near unhittable, but when he's not able to locate his pitches and he's got to attack the strike zone, he doesn't have the swing and miss stuff and gets teed off on. So I'm expecting against Miami, they're in the bottom 10 in just about every single metric. Wobo, WRC Plus, and isolated power against right-handed pitching. Jorge Soler also struggles mightily against righties versus lefties. I think Kirby has a bounce-back game. We look at his last three starts. He got crushed by San Diego, 11 hits, five runs. Then through eight shutout innings against the Yankees, and then the start before that, four and two thirds, seven runs, four homers against Pittsburgh. So I think it's a little zigzag, zigzag. Uh, I'm going to get Kirby here. Edward Cabrera uh, has a hard time with walk rate. He's got great stuff if he can locate his pitches, but I'm not too keen on this happening. I think he's going to struggle. His last two starts, 11 innings, six hits, one run, 14 Ks, but that was against the Athletics and the Royals, the Athletics before they started winning games and the Royals. So his expected metrics worse than Kirby. Seattle, the number one pen as far as XFIP goes. The offense, they walk at a near 10% rate. They're 11th in walk rate. And then they're about average grading out, hitting against right-handed pitching. So give every edge to Seattle here. Price is minus 140. I'd take it. I'd take it up to minus 150. And then my last one, what's a podcast without an Ellie De La Cruz mention? I like him for Dinger Tuesday here. Plus 600 is an absurd number for a player that's Hitting the ball extremely hard. You look at his exit velos against right-handed pitching. They're up in the 90s or 100-mile-an-hour range. And he faces Jordan Lyles, who gives up 2.2 home runs per nine. His bail rate is extremely high. If there's a guy that you want to back on the Cincinnati Reds lineup to hit a home run, it's Ellie with his free-swinging, heavy-swinging set. And you look at the win. It's blowing out six miles an hour in 80-degree temperature to right center. Ellie De La Cruz is a switch hitter, so he'll be batting from the left side, so that's a positive for him. Weather edge on Roto Grinders, I mentioned it earlier, 19.9% home run rate increase at this, given the field conditions right now around game time. So 
I think Ali at plus 600 is, is really cheap and I'll probably end up playing his total bases at plus 125 as well. All right. I'm still offended by uh, George Kirby and what he did at the beginning of May when he only struck out two Mariners uh, two Oakland days. Yeah. Oh, and I, I should mention um, that the line just dropped. I have to do my research now and make sure that Yanni Chirinos is coming out after Jalen Beeks. But if Yanni Chirinos comes out after Jalen Beeks, I do like the over in that matchup. Uh, it's at eight and a half right now. Uh, Hogan is a below average arm and the Rays crush left-handed pitching. Uh, they used Waldachuk, so he's not going to be able to pitch. Fujinami might get some bullpen work. That's a disaster. So I think both, and the Rays bullpen has not gridded out that well. And Yanni Torino's Tanner and I will go on and on. We don't have to about how much of a luck box he is. He's the worst pitcher when you look at XERA to actual ERA in all of baseball, the biggest difference. So if, and and, and he is hit left-handed pitching well. So if Yanni Torino's lines up behind Beeks and that's confirmed, I think eight and a half is too low. Hey, Tanner, you've got like, one more for us, and then we can uh, do a quick Oakland A's mention to wrap up the program. Yeah, just one more. Um, didn't like a whole lot on this slate, but I do think that the Yankees-Mets total opened way too low. Opened at Yankees seven. Yankees-Mets, great yeah. matchup. Opened at seven, Subway Series. Opened at seven, um, currently sitting seven and a half, eight. Good with, I would, would, would prefer a seven and a half, but I'll take the eight. I realize that there's no Aaron Judge or Pete Alonzo. I yep. realize that these teams have been just pitiful at the plate lately. Can't push any runs across without their big bats in the middle. But seven and a half for a matchup between Luis Severino and Max Scherzer just seems crazy to me. Sevy has blown up in two of his past three starts. He's yeah. got an expected ERA way Pretty north of six. Mm. He's got a strikeout minus walk rate that's the lowest it's ever been since, I think, since 2015 was the last time he was even close to that. And then Scherzer... Scherzer's fastball velocity is down. The stuff plus on his entire arsenal is down. It's actually just 100 flat this year, league average. He's, his fastball is 102. He's using a slider less, and the XWOBA allowed on that pitch is up over 100 points from last year. I mean, he doesn't project out as any better than maybe a mid-threes ERA, like a number two starter. Both these guys have blow-up potential, too. Scherzer's allowed um, five-plus ER earned runs in three times this year, four times. Then you realize also that the Mets bullpen is shaky. Um, <laughs> bottom five in reliever expected FIP over the last month. Um, bottom ten in win probability added overall. Um, I don't. I don't. I never really bought this unit without Edwin Diaz. And then you also realize that the Mets defense is bad. Uh, bottom twelve and outs above average uh, and defensive run saved. The Yankees are better in both area. The areas. The bullpen's nasty, but the outfield defense takes a hit with Judge sideline. Overall, I think there's too many opportunities for runs across all nine frames each team only has to scrape a few across mm -hmm. I, i'll i'll take the over tanner's like if charlie's gonna come over here and shit on my marlins well i'm gonna come on here and say well your mets also smell <laughs> they're so bad it, it i think I the mean, I, seven I, games up on the, 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 the game so tanner, tanner, tanner can have a one one game going into the eighth inning and the mets will give up six runs and it's over like it's, it's <laughs> at that it's at that point where it's I mean, aside from David Robertson, there is, and even David Robertson has been shaky as of late. There's no answers in the Mets bullpen. I, I I agree with the the look. I lean to the over here. I like Scherzer. I think the the Mets are. I think the Mets are the right side in this one. I think Scherzer has a better start. I, I'm actually concerned about Severino. We talked a month ago about how we thought he was turning a corner, and he's the Dodgers, and he sucked. Oh, he looked he looked really good when he came off the IL, and then the velocity dipped, and he's been crushed. And I. The Mets, 
they 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 put the ball in play and and Severino if he's not getting his strikeouts and he's and he's got low velocity I I think the Mets are going to be able to score scratch off a few runs. I was looking at the Mets team total uh but it's it, it, it's it's just it's the, 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 I don't know if the team's bettable right now. So like God bless Tanner for for putting up with with this with this offense. It seems to be a recurring theme with Severino when you finally think he's turned the corner and he's kind of gotten over the hill and then he gets hurt or he gives up seven runs to the Dodgers or his numbers crash or his lot. He never seems to put together sustained, sustained success, especially for how high we all think his ceiling is. Eh, sucks. Yeah. Mets four and a half team total at plus one Oh five, the over. I mean, yeah. I like it, it. The problem is the Mets are home. So yeah, you're right. already getting, you're getting one set of less at bats. If it was flipped and they were away, then it's a different story. Plus the short portion. Right. Right, but it's 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 a I, I lean over in general. It's 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 the matter of what game you get, right? Like if the Yankees are up four one entering the sixth, we might be in trouble. Depending on it's it's literally just Tanner's got to cross his fingers and hope that the Mets bullpen stinks, which they do. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard. I, I I have no feel for the Mets right now in general, and I just don't even watch the games anymore. So, okay, quickly before we go. Oakland A's have won six in a row, as we brought yes. up at the start of the show. We had no patience whatsoever to bring this team up, which <laughs> they de- they deserve it. So now their uh, run differential is now down to a respectable minus one ninety three. Um, with their these wins, this win streak. If you uh, they've been at least a plus one fifty underdog on the money line, a one hundred dollar money line better rolled over would now be up close to sixty four thousand dollars. Oh my god! You should not have told me that. I have to do that at some point with the A's again because we'll probably get another opportunity because they're going to be plus one eighty to one ninety every single game for the rest of the year. Yeah, just not not tonight. Not tonight. Okay, you're a no, Tanner. Quickly, yes or no? Oakland tonight plus one eighty. Yes. You oh, I mean, listen, the reverse sellout crowd. I like the overlook more because I, I, I can't put my money on Hogan Harris. Like I, that's my thing at the end of the day. So I'm I'm I think the A's do hit, but I think the Rays might also score five or six runs themselves. So uh, let's talk about the remind me. So the Rays are going, they're going to go Beaks, um, bullpen. They haven't come out for certain yet. I just, I've been, I've been looking on Twitter, refreshing every like 10 minutes. Uh, it's Beaks and then who knows, but I would assume it's a safe assumption to say that Yanni Chirinos, most beat reporters lined him up to start this game. And usually they never bring him in after the, to start the game. Anyway, he usually pitches the second or third inning. So I would assume Beaks gets one or two and then Chirinos gets like three through six. Yeah, the, the the Rays bullpen is not a strength, man. They're not. They're, they're I, I think they've been bad. Charlie's brought that up. Year. I, I think is is Fairbanks still hurt? Is he bad? Yeah, um, he's bad. No, yeah. he's back. Uh, he came back and then went back on the injured list. Yeah, aggravated injury. He was like at least a consistent arm in the back end of that bullpen. It, to me, this is going to be a high variance game, so you might as well just take the plus money, especially with the uh, off the field. Um, motivations i think it's an auto bet tickets as low as 19 dollars if you are attending or want to attend a's and rays uh, this is the reverse boycott game at the coliseum the guys brought this up earlier the plan is to give away t-shirts for the first seven thousand fans i wish i was in oakland i'd go yeah, it's gonna be kind of electric i wish that game was on espn plus or something so yeah okay. i have to i have to look at the Serenios if he comes out or not, but we'll see. But I, I'll be rooting on the athletics either way. Love it. Okay, 
We're going to go. Thanks to Tanner McGrath, Charlie DeSterko. Follow these guys in the Action Network app. You can find them there. If they add anything, if Charlie does get swayed into betting on the A's, you'll <laughs> see it. Um, Brendan Glasheen signing off. We are back on Friday for Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM. You all have a great Tuesday. We'll talk to you at the end of the week. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.